keeping the dribble alive, going bank. Fink on the roll, able to break contained. Ellis wrapping around. Fink able to strip the first man. Ellis gets around him. Fink looking in zone. Ellis catching and scoring. Welcome, everybody. This is the Big View Sports Fantasy Football Podcast, and I am your host, The Biggest Joe You Know. Follow me on Twitter at BiggestJoe313, but more importantly, make sure you follow Big View Sports and check out BigViewSports.net, because we're nothing but net, for all the info on the three leagues hosted under the Big View Sports umbrella. Those three leagues include the Legacy Keeper League, the Chopping Block Guillotine League, and the Coast to Coast Dynasty League. Draft season is heating up, for me included. I have two drafts this weekend. That's exciting. And the NFL season's only about two weeks away. That's even more exciting. Training camp has continued to roll on, and the injuries have continued to accumulate. I'm not going to go into much detail about all those, but I will say avoid drafting Mike Williams right now if you're drafting this weekend. Now let's get in to our quick three tweets of the week. Three. You have a terrible theory. Two. You've seen the studies. One. You're a terrible reporter. It's not difficult to do your research. Two. You can't even read. One. Did you like it though? Did you double tap? All right, our quick three. The first tweet we're going to talk about comes from Ben Fisher with the NFL pandemic attendance situation. A lot of the stadiums are closed to fans, but not all stadiums have said they're closed to fans. So far, five NFL teams have said they will have fans in the stands for week number one. Tampa Bay, Kansas City, Indianapolis, Miami, and Jacksonville. No surprise you have the three Florida teams in there. The Colts being an indoor stadium, that kind of surprises me. And then, of course, you have the Super Bowl defending Chiefs with probably the best fan base in the country. Actually, I saw they already had people in attendance over the weekend for an open practice, which saw a flea flicker ran pitched back to Patrick Mahomes. Exciting plays to come from the Kansas City Chiefs. Our second tweet this week comes from Graham Barfield at Graham Barfield. There's only eight running backs who saw at least 65% of their team's carries inside of the five yard line last year. You know, I've talked about this a lot this offseason. It's all about opportunities, especially opportunities to score. Touchdowns are a big swing in fantasy football. So here are the eight running backs who had at least 65% of the team's carries inside the five. Joe Mixon, 69%. Nick Chubb, 73%. Aaron Jones, 74%. Derrick Henry, 76%. Leonard Fournette had 80%. So did Christian McCaffrey. Zeke had 82%. And leading the league last year with 86% of his team's carries inside the five, David Montgomery. I think you guys know by now I'm pretty high on Montgomery this year. I think he's going to take a big step in year number two. He had lots of opportunities last year. It didn't go his way. I think he can get it done this year and really help out your fantasy team. And the third tweet this week, speaking of helping your fantasy team, Kenyon Drake tweets, This is the face you'll make when I help lead you to a fantasy 
championship this season. And then he has a picture of his player profile. I love it when NFL players talk about fantasy and say, hey, draft me, I'm going to do well this year. Or sorry, I let you guys down as I went down at the two-yard line to get the team win. Uh, It's always cool to see when they kind of interact with the fantasy community. So I love to see this by Kenyon Drake. I just didn't like to see that he's in a precautionary walking boot after tweeting this. At least Brian Corpy taught us that you could still play football in a walking boot. Sorry about that, Brian. And that was the quick three tweets of the week. Now with draft season upon us, I know a lot of you guys are going to have your drafts these next two weekends. I want to give you some tips to help you have a successful draft. All right, no particular order, but starting off, this is probably the most important one to me. Make your own cheat sheet. Don't just print out ESPN's top 300 and show up to the draft. Check out ESPN, check out Yahoo, check out CBS, some of these other major ones. Check out the blogs and different websites that you follow. Check out their rankings. Make one of your own. Highlight players that you know you're going to want to be looking for later in the rounds. If you're going to go late quarterback and you want to make sure you can still get Aaron Rodgers as late as possible, just highlight him so as you're going through the draft you don't miss him. Or if you want to make sure you're going to keep an eye on Alexander Madison because you drafted Delvin Cook, highlight him so you know you can get him later on. Know your league rosters. Keep your cheat sheet clean. Don't have 200 wide receivers if you only think 50 wide receivers are actually going to get drafted. You don't need all these extra names on there of players that you might have never heard of or you're not even going to draft. Whitelist 30 quarterbacks on your cheat sheet if you're in a one quarterback league with 12 teams. No more than 25 quarterbacks are going to get drafted. Probably more like 15 to 20 get drafted. Keep it tight. Keep it clean. This cheat sheet is for you and you only. If you know there is no way in hell you're drafting Phillip Rivers this year because of last year, take him off your cheat sheet. Who cares? You're not going to draft him. Why put him on there? Keep it clean. A super important thing to know, spend the minute and know your league scoring. Sometimes weird things slip by. With two drafts coming up this weekend, I did a refresher, and I noticed one of my leagues has bonus points. Obviously, I knew this last year, but it kind of slipped my mind. Knowing big plays get you more points, you might be more likely to take an A.J. Brown instead of an Adam Thielen trying to bank on big plays. And sometimes weird things are in scoring systems that become completely overlooked. For three years, I was in a league run out of Coach's Corner, and they gave one point per carry. So I loaded my team with bell cow running backs like Lev Bell and LaShawn McCoy at the time. And for three years in a row, I was by far and away the best team undefeated because these guys were getting me 40 points a week when they carried the ball 20 times a game to the point where I was no longer welcome back in the league because I looked at the rules and saw that and made sure I took advantage of it. So know your league scoring. Next, keep up with the draft. Mark off players drafted and keep your own roster. You're taking your cheat sheet as they pick. Oh, someone just took Hopkins, cross them off. Someone took Galladay, cross them off. Go through, make sure you're up to date so you can see who's still available. And also keep track of your own roster. You want to make sure you're writing it down. Don't rely on the computer to keep clicking back and forth. You write it down next to it on the cheat sheet or take a roster sheet with you. Maybe your wonderful commissioner provides you with one like I do all of my leagues. That way you see my lineup's kind of set right now with wide receiver. Let's get that extra running back. The next tip is don't let your other fantasy teams sway your picks. 
This fantasy league is its own league. Do not be influenced by your other fantasy league. And with that, I mean, oh, I have Chris Godwin in one league. Let me make sure I take Mike Evans in this one. Or, oh, I already took Zeke in my other league, so I'm going to take Kamara instead. Look, I get it. I play in a lot of fantasy leagues, and there's some times where you have players scoring, which helps you and hurts you. It's going to happen. It's fantasy. Get over it. You don't want to put your team at a disadvantage because you're trying to avoid that. You're going to reach two rounds early to take Darren Waller because your other leagues have Darren Waller instead of waiting and getting huge value on a player like Evan Ingram. You're playing fantasy football to win each league, not to have the same team win each league. Another thing I like to avoid is teammates. I want as many scoring opportunities as possible. Now this does not account for the QB wide receiver stack. Having Aaron Rodgers and Devonta Adams is wonderful. Mahomes and Hill, he throws the pass, you get double points. But having Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey, that's gonna hurt you. Only one of those guys can score on the drive. I would much rather have the tight end on the Chiefs and the wide receiver on the Falcons and the running back on the Packers than having all three on the Cowboys. You're investing too much into a single team. You wanna spread the wealth and have more fun on Sundays because you have more players playing in different games for you to watch on Red Zone. Also, don't let bye weeks sway your picks, but don't pigeonhole yourself. It's important to watch the bye weeks when you're drafting a team. Write it down on your roster sheet, but don't change your draft strategy because of the bye weeks. If you're deciding between two players and one has the bye the same as a couple of the other players, I get it. But don't start, oh, I have too many week eight buys. Let me ignore all the week eight players. You want to make sure you're getting value in your draft. By the time week eight rolls around, your team's going to look a lot different. On top of the bye weeks, it's good to know the schedule, but especially just the schedule for weeks one and two. If you're a streamer like I am, I like to stream my quarterback, I like to stream my defense, take a look at weeks one and two, see who has easy matchups, who's playing the Dolphins weeks one and week two. Boom, there's your defense you might want to target. Who gets to play Jacksonville? They're going to suck this week. Let me stream that quarterback. Know the schedule for the first couple weeks, and then once the season starts and you start getting rolling into week six and seven, take a look at weeks 14, 15, 16. That's the playoff weeks, and you want to kind of prepare your streamers for the playoff weeks before all the good options are taken. All right, when you're going to drafts, I always like to travel as light as possible. I take my iPad, I have a notebook, and my cheat sheet and a pen. That's all I need. You never know the seating situation at these drafts. I don't like to be the person who shows up with a laptop and an extension cord and oh, I need to sit here so close to the plug. No, I got what I need with me. Seat me anywhere. Let me do my thing. I'm going to get in my zone and I'm going to draft another winner. While you're at the draft, make sure you're a good guest. A lot goes into setting up a successful draft. So pay respect to your host. Bring a dish to share. If the draft is being catered, you can always bring something, even if it's just a bag of chips or some double stuffed Oreos. The least you can do is BYOB. Always make sure you arrive on time, which is early. If the draft starts at 3 o'clock, don't be there at 3 o'clock. If they say come over after 2, get there by 2.30 so everything can get settled in and get started on time. There's nothing worse than waiting for somebody to start a draft. And finally, know your limits. Fancy football is all for fun, but in the end, there's usually a money or a prize involved. You do not want to be the one guy at the draft so drunk that he drafts four quarterbacks or everybody on his team has a week four bye, or he just drafted five players on the Cowboys and then your season screwed because you had seven white claws and now you got to call an Uber home from the draft.
have fun. That's what it was all about, but prepare yourself for victory. Those are my tips for having a successful draft. Now let's get into our mock draft. For the mock draft this week, we are drafting from the sixth spot, and I'm going to go zero wide receiver from the sixth spot, meaning I'm going to have my running backs set. I'm going to have my tight end early. I'm going to get a solid quarterback. And then after about round five or six, I will start to target the wide receivers. So here we go on the clock with pick 106. We have Cook, Mixon, Chubb, Adams on the board. I'm going to go with Dalvin Cook from Minnesota. All right, on the clock at the 207, Sanders, Drake, Kelsey, Galladay available. I cannot pass up Miles Sanders in the second round. We'll give him at the 207. That brings us to the 306. We have A.J. Brown, Mark Andrews, Allen Robinson, Chris Carson, Dak Prescott available. I am going to grab the tight end right now, Mark Andrews, and have that set. Round number four, Ridley, Woods, Prescott, Gordon, Lev Bell, Mark Ingram. I'm going to go ahead and take Melvin Gordon just to kind of keep with my strategy of solidifying the running backs and the zero wide receiver. Here we are at the 506. Prescott, Wilson, Murray available at quarterback. Wide receivers, Terry McLaurin, DJ Shark, Devontae Parker, Keenan Allen. Five Terry McLaurin is my first wide receiver this year. I'm actually going to feel pretty good about it. So let's go ahead in the fifth round, take Terry McLaurin. At 6.07, wide receiver options, Parker, Hilton, Gallup, Green. Quarterbacks, you still have Ryan Wentz, Breeze, Brady. You know me, I don't want to reach for a quarterback. Let's stack up on some wide receivers, and let's go with one of the breakouts from last year, Devonta Parker from the Dolphins. At the 7.06, I'd like to shore up my wide receivers. We have Gallup, Brown, Landry, Boyd. I do like Hollywood Brown, but I just talked about how avoid teammates that aren't a stack, and I already do have Mark Andrews. So we're going to skip Hollywood Brown right now. Michael Gallup or Jarvis Landry, Tyler Boyd also available. There's a lot of weapons in Dallas this year, so let's get our hands on one and take Michael Gallup. All right, we are on the clock at the 8.07 through seven rounds. I got three running backs, three receivers, and a tight end. Quarterback, still plenty of options. Breeze, Brady, Rogers. Running back, Coleman, Lindsey, Murray, Cohen. Wide receiver, Marvin Jones, Brandon Cooks, Mike Williams, or John Brown. I'm going to go ahead and reach a little bit early and grab Drew Brees. I've taken a quarterback in the 10th round every time of these drafts. Let's see what it looks like when I waste a pick in the 8th round on a quarterback. Coming back around the 9.06, John Brown, Mike Williams, Tevin Coleman, Alexander Madison. And I will take Buffalo Bills wide receiver, John Brown. And at the 10.07, we have options of Peterson, Miller, Madison, Brady, Duke Johnson, Tony Pollard, Mikkel Hardman, Preston Williams, Brashard Perriman. Earlier I talked about know your league scoring. I'm in a league 
this year that's giving points to return yards. Mecole Hardman is going to be the returner for the Kansas City Chiefs this year and expect to get plenty of return yards. So I'm going to go ahead and draft him right now just so I remind myself to draft him again on Saturday. So my team threw 10 rounds with a zero wide receiver strategy. You got Drew Brees at the starting quarterback. Dalvin Cook, Miles Sanders starting running backs with Melvin Gordon on the bench or on the flex. Your wide receivers include McLaurin, Parker, Gallup, Brown, Hardman, and you have Mark Andrews at tight end. Actually not a bad team. I wish I wouldn't have drafted Drew Brees just yet. I mean, there's still quarterbacks on the board in the 10th round. Uh, Brady, Daniel Jones, Cam Newton, Big Ben. Again, just wait on the quarterback. There is plenty of good quarterbacks in the league, and there's only 12 teams in your fantasy league. Time for legacy. Coast to coast and throws it down. Who will be chopped? The legacy is here. Coast, coast to coast. You have been chopped. All right, league updates this week. Not much going on in the legacy, the chopping block or the Coast to Coast League as training camps continue, drafts are over, no trades or anything like that. I do have two drafts that I mentioned this weekend. I'm in a draft on Saturday, which is an IDP draft. You start seven offense, seven defense. My strategy for these are to always go heavy on the defensive players. I like to think I know enough about fantasy football where I'll be able to make more moves during the year to keep up with the offensive side of my team. So I want to get stacked as much as possible on the defense, get the top players at each position that I can, and kind of be set. This is the one league that my wife is in with me. Uh, last year, during the regular season, we finished both one and two dominated the league and wouldn't you know we both got knocked out in round number one that's fantasy for you but it's always cool to be in a league with your wife and kind of share share that common interest or even if it's that faked common interest on her end i don't care i like it so good luck to samantha this weekend at the draft and then on sunday the bwo league it's a keeper league I have the options to keep Kenyon Drake in the 6th or Mark Andrews in the 13th. I am going to go with Mark Andrews there on top of my, which was Andrew Luck in the 10th. So my What the Luck team is going to have Andrews and Amendola as my keeper, thanks to Andrew Luck retiring. And finally, my final thought of the week is about the changing of uh, verbiage in fantasy leagues this year, particularly auction leagues. You know I ran two auction drafts this year, and now Yahoo and some other sites have changed them. They're no longer called auction drafts. They are now called salary cap leagues. You no longer pay a price for a player, you pay him his salary. You are not the owner of you are the manager. Cooper Cup is not owned by you. He is rostered by you. There was not a cost of $25 to get that player. There was a salary of $25. And there wasn't a winning bid, but you signed him. You don't bid on players. You offer them contracts. And they also dropped the A from FAB. Free agent acquisition budget is now just free agent budget. So there you have it. Those are the terms changing on Yahoo. Does anything change for us? No. We'll still have an auction or salary cap draft every year. Here in 2020, it's cool to see some people be very progressive about things, while others seem to be overly sensitive right now just to make sure we don't hurt anybody's feelings. I get it. I'm not against it in any way. I'll support it. I did not see it as an issue 
But if somebody did see it as an issue, then I guess we have to change it, don't we? We will continue to have an auction draft. I will probably call it auction for the next few years. It's not going to change anything for us, but you might not see that word on ESPN or Yahoo anymore. All right. Thank you guys for listening to the Big View Sports Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure you check out bigviewsports.net for all your league info, and we'll see you again next week. Thanks.